You are listening to the Balancing Act podcast with Danny Euro. I'm a licensed mental health counselor based out of Miami, Florida. I use the ideas and principles of acceptance and commitment therapy to help individuals who find themselves struggling in various areas of their lives. Episode 28, Advice Advisory. Hey there, this is the Balancing Act podcast. I am Danny. That is Julio over there. It's been a while. (laughs) How long? We're just trying to figure it out. It's been a few months, right? Uh, We apologize for that. We're trying to get back into the swing of things, but things have been a little bit crazy uh, on this this side of things. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to wing it on purpose. I have my personal reasons. Uh, So Julio sort of has, well, he doesn't really have the night off because he's, <laughs> there's still things he needs to do at the computer. But um, normally, um, you know, if, if you got to see like the behind the scenes stuff, um, I probably stutter about 60 or 70 times an episode. And I probably pop about 40 or 50 peas <laughs> uh, an episode. And then so Julio does some magic to clean things up. But I purposely, this is a kind of a personal topic for me. So I wanted to be a little bit more off the cuff. So uh, I apologize. I may be rambling here and there. I might be a little bit off kilter. I might be popping peas and oh, what's the other thing? I guess it's a, it's topping teas. I don't know what else you say, but I'll be stuttering and some rambling, but whatever. But I will deliver a message of sorts, um, and it's just I think a very important one. Oh, and ums. I just I just did one. That's another thing that Julio does a great job of of deleting the ums from existence. I mean, throws them. He. Um, he prunes them and puts them somewhere else in the multiverse, right, uh, where all the Lokis hang out. But anyway, so um, thank you for listening uh, in on our podcast. Uh, if this is your first time finding us, um, thank you so much for finding us. Thank you so much for devoting some time to us to listen to this episode. Uh, I know that time is an unrenewable resource, and it's a, it's a big deal to us that you would actually devote that time to this. And I hope that somehow it bears fruit for you. If you are a return listener, thank you for coming back. Uh, we really appreciate that as well. And continue to share the love, uh, you know, share with friends, family, coworkers, uh, classmates, uh, uh, colleagues, uh, clients, because uh, sharing is caring and just spread the word. It's a free resource and really just doing a value-driven act here and trying to help people with uh, some of the just the the life type of philosophies that act can be helpful with. Um, that being said, a few ways to contact us. And as you can see, since I'm going off, off script here, <laughs> cause I don't have a script, I'm trying to remember the things I normally say in the introduction, but that's cool. So if you want to contact us, the best way to reach us would be, there's two ways is through our Gmail, um, email, which is the balancing act podcast at gmail.com. By all means, you can reach out to us th- um, through there, and uh, maybe you want to give us some feedback on an episode, or maybe just share how you've been impacted by a particular topic on an episode, which people have done that, and that's just been uh, that's been great. Um, or maybe suggestions. Sometimes people have suggestions about maybe future topics, and they really want um, to, for us to delve into other topics, and so we're open to that as well. Another way to reach us would be on Instagram. We have an Instagram account, which is the Balancing Act Miami on Instagram. There's like a period between each one of those words. So it's the period, balancing period, act period Miami on Instagram. Uh, Try to post some stuff there and you can always reach us in there via DM. Uh, that being said, our last episode, which was a few months ago, but you know, in the digital world, for you, might have been 10 seconds ago. That's that's the trippy thing about this type of stuff. Uh, was episode 28, uh, 27 actually, because we are on 28 today, which was hate, high high aversion to effort. So we were talking about, you know, the 
how us having this aversion to effort, which uh, leads us to be uh, to avoid it, ends up making us very lazy and pushes us away from our our, our committed actions and our values, and we just drift. Uh, we literally drift away from this purpose-driven life, all because we've developed this aversion and low tolerance to what it feels to have to actually effort ourselves to do things. And really, the key to a more psychologically flexible and purposeful life is to lean into effort, to increase the tolerance to effort so we can have a more fulfilled life, uh, one that is more psychologically flexible, one that is more intrinsically rewarding because the effort is a reward. And where really, that's where our quality of life increases, right? So in this episode, it's a little bit different. Like I said, it's off the cuff. It's a, it's a personal, um, uh, just a personal passion of mine, this one in particular. It's um, it kind of c- could be a companion piece to an earlier episode that we did um, way back, um, which I believe was called the guide's guide to guiding. Right. That was that was way back. That one actually um, I actually ended up doing some talks locally. Some some different organizations actually reached out to me and asked me to do that talk in person because it was uh, impactful to the kind of work they were trying to get their professionals to do. So um, it is something that's very passionate to me. So. Uh, today we will be talking about this, um, the, the struggles of being a listener, right? And the pitfall of listening incorrectly to, that, to the person that's sharing with you their struggle, right? So the, it's the pitfall of advice. And, uh, and this episode is all about the advice advisory. And what the, my advice is, is listen and don't give advice. Questions. For those sharing their struggles with someone, do you feel listened to when sharing something you are struggling with? How difficult is it to be vulnerable and share that you're struggling to to someone? Do you keep to yourself because you don't feel listened to? For those that are listening to someone sharing their struggles, is it uncomfortable to listen to your friend's problems? Do you feel obligated to give them advice? Is there an obligation to fix the problem they are sharing with you? What stirs up in you while you are hearing them share their problems? There is no crying in baseball. Here we are at the heart of summer, which is, you know, baseball, they call it the, was it boys of summer, right? Because this is, uh, we're, actually, we're only a few weeks away from football season starting, but baseball is still very much the main sport going on. Um, so I have a couple tales to tell about baseball. Uh, one is uh, just a story, and another one is an, actually an example that was given by uh, an act therapist that it really much, pretty much kind of sums up the the moral of what today's episode is about right but first of all the story of um you know just a, a man who very good a very good baseball player but in his you know in his younger days he was struggling quite a bit with a bunch of different things but a lot of emotional um obstacles that he was dealing with and uh growing up in a very religious household the religion doesn't matter but uh um on several occasions uh he would uh try to share what was going on for him for you know what, what was going on in his head with his with his parents uh but unfortunately instead of uh just being listened to um he was just told to pray about it and uh and the boat was totally missed on what was needed at that point because this this young man at, at this time this young man he needed to be listened to 
not not he he needed listening not fixing and um and he didn't the, the parents didn't realize how invalidating it was to sit with him in that pain and instead they were just telling him oh, just pray about it god will make it okay and uh and he took that with him and unfortunately this guy later on in his days um decided that i'm going to stop sharing with people and then because people aren't really going to listen. They're just going to just tell me what I need to do instead of listening to what I've been trying to deal with. And little by little, he lost the ability to connect. Uh, and it's an unfortunate thing that tends to happen. It happens way too often. Uh, when we find ourselves in these quote-unquote supportive circles where people are quicker to fix than to listen. Which leads me to uh, another baseball-centric uh, example that's relevant is uh, it's an example that DJ Moran, who's an ACT therapist, uh, shared once at a workshop that I attended uh, that he ran uh, a few years ago. Uh, this the, the he kind of paints a picture of a father and son uh, playing catch, right? They're playing catch in their yard. So dad throws the ball to son, son catches it, and, and son's like a nine-year-old kid. And the son throws it back to dad, dad catches it, and then dad, dad throws it back to the son. But unfortunately, he kind of throws it a little too, too fast and a little bit high and he unfortunately hits his son in the head and the head right 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 on the noggin knocks knocks his hat off and the, and the, and the nine-year-old son starts to cry because it hurt and in the example that DJ shares is the father runs up to the son and tells him don't don't cry don't cry it's not a big deal don't cry right and later on you know you know as DJ uh, Moran starts to explain it it's the reason why the dad is telling the son don't cry is not because it doesn't hurt. It's that the dad does not want to be implicated in the pla in the pain, right? The dad in that dynamic is, you know, going back to some of the terms that we've talked about in, in prior episodes, right? Like it's instant gratification, right? So like the dad is trying to avoid this like guilt. It might be lowercase guilt, lowercase g guilt. But the dad's avoiding this guilt of having inflicted this pain on his on his poor son, you know, when he's trying to play catch. So it's not so much about um, meeting his son with the pain that his son is feeling on the top of his head, but more about escaping his own in internal pain of somehow being implicated in the pain. And unfortunately, what, what the end result is invalidating the fact that his son is hurting. Um, and that, um, I just feel like those two tales are so, uh, they go hand in hand, you know, um, non-baseball related. It brings up another story. Um, this is one that is shared by, um, man, I wish I knew the title he gave it, but it's Rob Bell, who um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, I've read a bunch of his stuff and he, he actually has a series of videos on YouTube. I think they're still out there. They're called NUMA videos. And there's one, and I want to say it's called Matthew. I'm not sure, but uh, don't, you know, if, if you, can, you can DM me or email me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it's called Matthew. But Rob Bell shares a story in one of those NUMA videos where uh, at the time he was a pastor. I think, I'm not sure if he was a youth pastor or, or he was just like the main pastor of this particular church. And he gets uh, this knock that um, no pastor, no one wants to get on the door. He gets a knock on a door on a Thursday morning from one of the moms from the congregation who's just in tears. Uh, and she's just like a mess. And she um, basically shares with him that her son, who was part of the, the youth group of that church, had uh, died in an accident. And um, so... Rob Bell quickly ushers her into the house, closes the door, um, and she sits down on the couch in the living room, 
and he sits down and Rob Rob Bill explains that there was this moment of pressure, right? In this dynamic, he's the listener, right? And she's the sharer, right? She's struggling this pain that, um, I mean, let's, let, let's be real here, right? Like the English language, right? There is a word for a child who, who doesn't have parents. It's called orphan, right? But there is no word in the English language that can explain a parent losing a child. It's not, the word has not been designed because it's not a pain that is meant for parents to feel, right? And at that point in, in the story that Rob Bell is sharing is he totally feels the gravity of that. Like, what am I supposed to say to this poor mom who just lost her son? And he's not really listening to her at this point. He's listening to himself. He's, he's listening to the pain inside himself, this I need to, to say something to make things right for her. And um, it's and he finally comes to this realization that there's nothing, there's nothing I say that makes us feel better. I just need to listen. And so he doesn't say a word. And he um, he shares how he sits. He stands up, and he sits next to her. And he just sits with her. And what in what he calls salah, which is just sitting with her in her pain, listening to every word that's being spoken. And that's when he masters the art of listening because that's what she needed. She just needed someone to listen. Um, I just think that's a powerful thing because it shows this, you know, this the dichotomy here, like the, the, the opposite ends of the spectrum where you have someone who's willing to sit with a grieving mother and just sit with her and listen to her speak. And then in the, in the story before with the dad throwing the baseball, doesn't want to see any any semblance of pain. So it says it doesn't hurt. No need to cry. Don't cry. And one is a sign of connection and, and deep pain and another one is in disconnection because of this pressure to make things better. Listening versus fixing. So don't get me wrong, okay? So uh, I get it, right? I, I know that we, more, most times than not, are giving advice to someone we care about because we care, clearly, right? If we care, someone we care about, we care. And we, we think giving the advice is um, like a manifesta manifestation, a symptom of caring. So it's, a, it's I get it, right? So I, don't, I hope you don't get me wrong, right? But what I'm, the, what I'm trying to communicate here is that the bigger act, no pun intended, the bigger act of caring is to show someone that we are truly listening instead of trying to fix the problem. Because the act of, of vulnerability that these this individual, it could be, it could be our, our wife, our husband, our girlfriend, our boyfriend, our, our, our co-worker, our best friend, our neighbor, our family, a brother or sister. It could be anyone, right? Someone that, someone that we just have this like, uh, this like really like visceral relationship with, right? The, the way we connect is by connecting to the emotion that they are trying to convey to us, right? It's not the connection doesn't come with the with us trying to um, I can't believe I'm using a Pulp Fiction reference here, um, but being the Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction, the the cleaner, where he shows up. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Julio? When when Harvey Keitel shows up after um, John Travolta shoots the guy in, in the Cadillac, and then so they call the cleaner, and he shows up, and then he he explains how you know. Meanwhile, you know John Travolta's they're all like freaked out about how what the hell do they just do right so like you know when someone is sharing with us what's going on when they're being vulnerable with us which Brene Brown talks about how that's where we connect with each other is in that vulnerability 
the key then is to connect on that feeling. If someone's sharing in this, um, maybe it's a dilemma of, uh, maybe they're dealing with the sense of loneliness, right? Like we connect by trying to, to, to hold on to that and realize, wow, it, like this person is choosing to share this struggle with me rather than saying, why don't you just call somebody, right? Like it's, it's such a slap in the face when someone is, is like musters up the courage to, to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there and tell you I'm lonely. And then in, instead of you saying, wow, man, I'm, I'm sorry, to, that sucks, dude. I'm sorry that you've been lonely. I, I, I didn't have a clue. It's, I've, I've had times when I've been lonely and I just, well, I'm sorry, what, what do you need from me? That's, that's listening. But compare that to fixing, being the dad that hits his son with the ball. Well, just call somebody. Why don't you just uh, send some emails out or you know, tap into a meetup group or something? You know, like, it's like that's, that's, not what, that's not how we connect. That's not where that's that's not where the healing happens. The healing happens is that someone actually put themselves out there, and they cared and trusted you enough to be the one to listen. And instead of you listen, you decide that you're going to do some fixing. So that's what I'm. That's the message really that I'm trying to explain is that um, it becomes incredibly invalidating when we go straight to advice instead of just you know just listening what's that old adage we've got two ears and one mouth because we're supposed to listen twice as much i mean that's like a, like a cliche thing but i mean i guess it it has some credence to what we're doing here um it reminds me also of uh uh you know uh ted klontz who's a who's an experiential therapist out there in nashville he's um, he's amazing he's like a living yoda but he does like these um these uh experiential workshops on listening like I, i've done a few of them with him he, like you know with him leading them, right? Uh, they're, they're like three or four day workshops of like, it's like literally like 24 to 30, 30 hours of just learning how to listen. Like there's sessions that, that he that he leads us in where we're like, it's like these mirroring sessions for like, you're just listening for these long periods of time. And then after you hear it all, all you just reflect everything that was just said to you. It's not fixing. That's not what it is. The human condition is about being able to share what we're going through to someone who will connect on it instead of trying to resolve it for us, right? So um, that's that's really uh, the gist of it, I think. And I think like with with especially those that we're close to, like this art of connection has so much to do, to do about you know validating what another person's sharing with us instead of trying to resolve it for them. Which brings us to the challenge, which, which we do each and every episode, where I challenge you to be an active participant in your own life. Uh, and in this episode, uh, our challenge is going to be um, for you to take advantage of these opportunities to listen. I mean, look, I think, you know, um, there's listeners out there that have kids. There's listeners out there that are with a significant other, uh, with have family, like I said, coworkers, neighbors. Um, we have, I don't know, this is an, I, I really haven't done the, the, the statistical research here, but we probably have about maybe 40 or 50, you know, opportunities to listen either via um, per day, either via text, phone call, um, now it's social media, I'm sure. So like the challenge is like hold yourself accountable. Like if, if I want to challenge you that if someone is going to reach out to you and make themselves vulnerable, listen and validate what they're going through. Don't go straight to the fix because you're trying more times than not, you're trying to fix it because it brought it bubbled something up in you. And you're trying to resolve. You're trying to avoid. It's an inflexibility. You're trying to avoid this little storm that just happened in you. You're trying to resolve it by saving the day. But really, the way you truly save the day 
is to sit like Rob Bell did with that grieving mom. You sit with your friend, you sit with your loved one, you sit with your family member and say, thank you for sharing that with me. Like, um, I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you checking in. I don't know. I didn't do a tally. I'm surprised that Julio didn't bring out a chalkboard to, to mark all my stutters and then all my pop peas and my and I'm I'm sure that if I wanted to, I can go back and count all my stutters and all we'll that stuff. <laughs> Probably there's about 30, 40 ums in here, but that's fine. I wanted to I, I wanted to be I wanted this episode since it revolved around this idea of vulnerability. I wanted to feel a little bit vulnerable doing it. And if I have the safety net of going back and redoing these sections, then it just wouldn't feel very, um, uh, what's the word, genuine. So thank you so much for listening. Appreciate your time. You're listening. Sharing is caring. Uh, This is the Balancing Act podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.